Autobots Transform. Well, hey, Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 47 of Transformers Armada. It is portent. This episode was written by Shoji Tonoki, Shoji Tonoki, Shoji Tonoki. Let's see, there's a yeah, old link sign. Anyway, uh, last time on Transformers Armada happened things, but order out of a lot of. And in this episode, <laughs> the kids explained to Hotshot about the whole Minicons being Unicron cells thing. Yep, and then the kids argue about whether they can trust Starscream, and Hotshot's like, you know what, I'll trust him when he surrenders. Yeah, he's still got this chip on his shoulder. I, I, I dig that. It's... I'm I'm kind of I know I complained about it a lot previously, but I'm okay with where the Starscream story is at the moment. Um, anyway, the kids want to tag along with Hotshot and Wheeljack, uh, and they call in to Optimus to get his permission. <laughs> yes, because uh, all they've done until now is just stand there and talk. They want to help out, and I think. Do you think the writers are starting to put these little jabs in at the show? Like last time uh, that Autobot officer was like, oh, so basically everything up till now didn't matter. And now Carlos is pointing out all we do is stand around and talk. I mean, it seems like it, although they're just really mocking themselves. Maybe this is uh, the beginning of an uprising against Ryomoto Hira. Um, <laughs> what I do like, though, is while uh, Optimus is talking to them on the monitor, Vaughn's and Fred come in and start complaining, hey, why can't we go? And Red Alert kind of looks at them and looks at Optimus and like knowingly says, hey, maybe they could use some help out in the field. And you think Optimus is going to be like, good idea, Red Alert. Vaughn's and Fred, you can go help too. But he's like... Good idea. Send Jetfire. I love how um, when Vons and Fred come in, though, they're like, they hear the other kids and like, they better not have left us behind and went back to Earth. Like, you're on the Autobot ship. How about this? <laughs> oh, yeah, you idiots. <laughs> but yeah, Optimus agrees to let the kids stay with Hotshot, and he's going to send Jetfire to help. And uh, now Alexis has a green pendant. At least she's wearing it now on the monitor. Yeah. Oh boy, this green pendant. Uh, so anyway, we go to Jetfire. He's battling Tidal Wave. Like he's out on the front lines, really showing off. Oh yeah. And flies over, and he says to everybody, "Hey, like pull back. We're all going back. You know, these are the orders." And then he lands, and Blur, I guess, basically gives him his new orders. Yep. And then it just shows smoke screen and then Blur telling groups of generic Autobots about Unicron and why are they kneeling in front of these two? Like, Because something in the original episode made sense with some kind of, I bet, hierarchy or rank and it was completely lost in the translation. <laughs> and now with Galvatron, he's thinking about what Hotshot told him about Unicron and even he thinks everything up until now was for nothing, but if nothing else, he controls Cybertron so he can tick that off his bucket list. And, and I don't get that he's, when he talks, when he thinks about Hotshot, he, he views him favorably. He's like, oh, if only he would work for me. He's a really good Transformer. Like, I could use him. Uh, but then he still doesn't believe the Unicron thing. So th this guy's an idiot. Um, so uh, Demolisher shows up and says, hey, the Autobots are pulling back. And I guess he's happy. And then Starscream, we go to him and he is, okay, I know technically it's a portal, Paul, but it's really a bad two-dimensional effect. Yeah, it's it's not done well because, yes, yeah, Frost is running for it just to get away from Starscream. Like, he's really scared. And this portal opens at the end of the tunnel and Thrust goes right through it because he knows what it is. Starscream stops and kind of looks at it for a second. It kind of reminded me of that scene in Saints Row 4 where Kinsey's like, stop being a baby and just come through, which pulls her through. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, the Starstream's like, I have no choice. I have to follow him. Which he does. Uh, we then cut to Sideways and Thrust, who are in that organic place we've seen before, which is, I believe, the inside of Unicron. That's what um, I And then Starscream, yeah, Starscream shows up. And, um, woo. And then <laughs> the kids in the Autobots find the same portal, and this is when Alexis acknowledges her very important good luck charm. Yep, there's nothing to be scared about this thing. I brought my good luck charm, and that's what that green pennant we saw earlier was. And uh, Yep, no no worries now. And back with Starscream, he comes upon sideways. He's, well, again, like you said, every time Starscream bumps into somebody, they try to put him on the payroll. He's like, yeah, I'll give you one last chance to join us instead, and we can defeat Galvatron together. And Starscream's like, yep, we probably could, except you're the one I want to defeat. Yeah, which, you know what, and I do like that Starscream it seems to be the only Decepticon who really knows what's going on, and he's being smart about it. But yeah, come on, Thrust, like, and sideways. He's been offered this position a half dozen times already. He's turned it down every time. Um, and then Thrust summons... Oh, how would you describe these, Paul? Like spider red blood cells? Kidney beans? Yeah, they look kind of like things you'd see in a biology textbook in high school. But They he, do. He, he summons a bunch, I called them glowing spidery looking things that just swarm all over Starscream. Yeah, and they have like this red cell kind of kidney bean body. They almost, like, I didn't play it a lot, but it made me think of like the viruses in Dr. Mario. Um it's just less cartoony, or or even the Las Plagas in in uh, in Resident Evil Four. Now that you mention that, the way they move around when you see the the X ray of the thing, yeah, I'll take your word for it. But uh, they they all get launched at Starscream. You know, on the whole, like Unicron is an entity, like the uh, mini concert cells and all that. It it makes sense that there's some kind of antibody thing going after Starscream because they they begin to swarm him and like eat him basically, pretty much. And now the kids and the others come through the gate and Carlos freaks out over the corpse of Transformer and they can hear Sideways laughing from farther down the hall. And then I think they hear Starscream scream and Alexis runs off. They all run off to find him. Commercial break. And when we come back, uh, they find him and Starscream is like, hey, I can handle these uh, things uh, but you two go get the uh, the shield and the blaster from uh, Thrust over there. Yeah, get the back from Thrust who was just standing there with Sideways rather than using the blaster on them. But yeah, they all talk a bunch of smack and then Sideways summons more bot spiders to attack Hotshot and Wheeljack. I, I missed bot spiders, but I just kept calling them antibodies. But really, they're just dumb. But um, yeah, Thrust throws m- more of these bot spiders at them and... Uh, uh, Oh, no, Sideways does, because Thrust, for whatever reason, isn't using the Requiem Blaster. Yeah, he's just standing there holding this stupid thing, and the kids in their Minicons are watching this from cover, and Red says they have to wake up the Minicons that form the Sky Boom Shield and Requiem Blaster, and they start calling out their names, but nothing happens. That's their plan? That was their plan, was to yell, hey, wake up, to the Minicons. It's like, why didn't you try That's that That's why they left the ship. <laughs> Oh, my God. They left the ship. They took the minicons through hallways. They risked everything so that they could go, hey, wake up, maybe. (laughs) So much for that good luck charm. Christ almighty. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, their minicons form Perceptor, and I guess they give it a try, too, because the gun and the shield glow for a second. But then Thrust, he looks right over at them. He's like, oh, I have an audience, I see. Well, it's pointless. You can't wake them up when they're in this form. And he's about to blast them finally. But then Sideways is like, no, 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 save your ammo. These guys are done for anyway. Even though the Requiem Blaster doesn't really use ammo, whatever. Uh, they both leave. They walk into some kind of tunnel and the kids chase after them. And then like metal tentacles come out and I don't know, t- attack them? 
Well, the, one of the they grab Carlos and Perceptor yeah, yeah, jumps yeah. in and frees him, but now he's about to get grabbed, and this is so stupid. Hotshot and Wheeljack stand back to back and start spinning like Top Man from Mega Man Three, and then, is... I guess the tentacles are Shadow Man because this spin <laughs> attack kills them pretty much instantly. They refer to it as their move. Let's do our move. So yes. I mean, it, they've done this before. <laughs> it's oh, like it's... the fucking dance of joy on Perfect Strangers. <laughs> thing and what makes it even better is that when they attack these tentacles obviously whoever was writing this couldn't figure out how does two spinning transformers sever a bunch of tentacles it makes no physical sense so whatever they did is done off screen and then you just see the tentacles fall back to the ground severed it was so dumb yeah, and now they're all set to go after Sideways and Thrust, but Alexis reminds them Starscream is still being attacked by these things, but he's like, no, no, go on without me, I'll catch up. Yeah, he keeps the um, antibodies busy. It would have been great if if Hot uh, Hot Rod, uh, um, Hotshot and um, and Wheeljack just didn't stop spinning the rest of the episode. Just they kept moving, <laughs> they go down the hallway like that, they talk like that. Don't worry about us. <sighs> Where are um, we? They all leave, except for Alexis and Shershock, and after Starscream blasts his way free of these things, Starscream asks Alexis, why didn't you go too? And she says it's because uh, she's his friend, and friends help each other, and all she did was stand there, so how was that helping him? Yeah, she, in fact, is more of a hindrance to him, as we'll see later on. Uh, she drives off. I guess he follows because uh, we have a quick cutaway to Jetfire walking along the halls, going, yes. oh, why am I here? Grumble, grumble. I'm the greatest fighter in the universe, <laughs> yeah. and look what they got me doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to the others, including Starscream, all walking along. And then this is, oh boy, this gets into another one of those nothing causes anything. It's just this happens and that happens and this happens and that happens because tentacles attack and then this cave seals and then it opens and then it closes and then it opens and keep, people get caught and there's purple glue and nothing makes sense. But as you would say, Paul, a lot of things happened. A lot of things happened. And Star while these things are happening, Starscream and Alexis get separated from the rest of them when one of these tunnels closes, and Starscream picks up Alexis and Shershock, who she calls Grindor, and yes. just flies them over this purple liquid that's coming in. And then, okay, so as they're flying, some I guess the tentacles catch up or surprise them, but yank the good luck charm, this very, very important good luck charm. You remember, Paul, the one we saw in episode three? <laughs> <laughs> but it just yanks it off, and it is so important to her that she decides she should jump off of a flying transformer to yes. barrel, like, hit a, the ground that looks like it's a 50-foot drop from <laughs> at, a high-speed moving robot to just, like, duck and cover and roll. She rolls, like, 17 times, but she's fine. She gets to her good luck charm, but then the tentacles grab Shershock. Yeah. So this is, your good luck charm, Alexis, is threatening sure shock and putting everything at risk. Uh, anyway, um, I think she calls him Grindor again, but Starscream has to save sure shock and then saves her because, you know, she's his friend and keeps him out of trouble. Um, <laughs> and then she mentions that her, um, her, her good luck charm is made from rock she found on Cybertron. What? <laughs> exactly. Cybertron's not made of rocks. It's and when did you metal. find this rock? You've been in a spaceship. And, and it's your good luck charm that you just made when you got to Cybertron two episodes? Good lord. 
But Starscream thinks he found the way out and they fly down a tunnel and off camera. But then the screen shakes because of what's going to happen next. But doesn't it seem like he flew into a dead end off camera? <laughs> it did. It did. It like like Scooby-Doo styles when yeah. they like get caught on the uh, you know roller skates and fly through and hit the wall. You hear that drum Crash. hit. <laughs> So, oh, I, I said maybe it was last episode, but oh, yeah, it was when the kids were going down. I couldn't figure out in the last episode, are they on the moon or are they on in the tunnels of Cybertron? They must have been on the moon, which is really only, you know, established now or at yeah. least confirmed. But uh, because we see the surface of the moon breaking up, uh, Jetfire flies out holding, uh, wait, who's he got? Oh, he eventually flies in and grabs Wheeljack and Hotshot, who were kind yeah, of he's got Wheeljack hovering on the surface of the moon somehow. And the moon just keeps crumbling as something rises from inside. I don't think we all know what this is. And then it shows it from a distance, and it has horns now, because it was Unicron the whole time. Wow, that's almost as expected as a call from the guy who's a mile away. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, every, everybody knew you would call. Yeah, we all saw it coming, too. Okay, bye. And back on Cybertron, Wheeljack says, well, it was fun, but uh, see ya. And Starscream's <laughs> out of here, too. He doesn't want to risk betraying them again. Okay, I, I like that kind of, like, it's, it's, it's a little forced, but at least Starscream knows who he is and he knows he'll hurt those people if he's if he tries to be nice to them again but wheeljack is like this was really good and we accomplished a lot i'm leaving <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like i'm still not an autobot bye Alexis tells Starscream the necklace is made from a rock she found on Cybertron, and I just wanted Starscream to stop dead in the air. The tentacles stop, even the purple liquid stops. Shershock just sits there glaring at her with his arms folded, and Starscream looks over at her and says, Really? You made it out of a rock you found? You can get another rock, you bonehead. There's tons of the fucking things. What's so special about that one? And never mind how she made it. Why does she need to wear it around her neck where it could, and did, fall off? Just keep the stupid thing in your pocket. Should be good enough. You still got it with you. Or if you need to wear it, make it into a bracelet or a belt buckle or something. Something that fastens to you a little tighter than a necklace and then wear it inside your spacesuit where it can't fall off. Which is another thing. These kids have no oxygen tanks and nothing to regulate the pressure or temperature inside their suits. Not a damn thing. And they left without knowing where they were going or how long it would take to get there and back. What are you going to do when you get hungry? Be like Pepe Le Pew when he kisses the cat underwater? To be quick, it doesn't work like that, stupid. That's a cartoon. Also, you didn't even bring... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The episode was portent. Paul, what would you pour it out of this thing? It wasn't a terrible episode, but it had a few problems. Like, there's, there's one point, we kind of skipped over it, but it has like Wheeljack and Hotshot looking up at Cybertron from the moon and they call Cybertron the moon of Cybertron. Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, and, and that even, we mentioned it last episode, I think, where it's just, it was confusing as to which planetary body they were on. Um, yeah, you know, there was some, towards the end, there was some neat Starscream character development, kind of, despite how minimal it was. Yeah. Um, you know what? If this episode had one really good battle scene in it, it would have taken it from like a five up to a seven or an eight. Yeah. It was an okay episode. Could have been better. Could have been better. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Cramp. If you want to see a couple pains in the ass, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at P. McPherson1. But you can also contact the show via email. 
transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Friends help each other.